Good morning, Kansas City. This is the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. It's Wednesday, February 28th, hump day. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Stephen St. John and APK with uh, Jay Gutierrez. Today on the show, we'll uh, talk to Mike Boddicker. He'll be in studio with us. Matt Derrick uh, from ChiefsDigest.com will join us live from the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Damon Bethea will uh, be on the show with us to talk some college basketball. And Scott Sharp, there we go. Scott Sharp will talk some baseball with us. We had Scott Sharp on uh, throughout the season last year. Um, it was up in the air whether he would uh, agree to be on with us this year, just, you know, because of who we are. Uh, but surprisingly, he said yes. So, well, and wow, it's. You know, I, hey, I enjoyed talking to Scott Sharp last year anyway, but it'll be nice to be able to have Scott on, assistant GM of the Royals, to talk about a whole bunch of positives with the additions made to the roster in the offseason, the extension of Bobby Wood Jr., the reshaping of the bullpen and the starting rotation. A lot of good stuff there. <clears throat> so... A little bit of everything for you. How about that? I will say this. <clears throat> Kansas City weather is stupid. <laughs> um, my experience this morning was ridiculous. And so I'm just going to throw this out there for people that have not gotten in the car yet. Okay. Most of my drive today was just fine. But in the past, in my experience, when... There is snow or there's ice or bad weather. If I think there's going to be any difficult conditions on the ground. So there's two ways you can go to work from from my house on Berry Road. So, you know, 29 to 635, 635, you know, to, to 35, 35 to 69, 69 to 435 to Metcalf. And then Metcalf right into work. <clears throat> That's the quickest way. But there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot there. There's a lot of uh, negotiating the uh, the highways and everything else. So if it's icy, it's a more difficult drive. Yeah. A lot of lane changes, right. a lot, a lot of, of exit ramps. And more people. Yeah. Okay, everything. Exactly right. And so... It takes a little bit longer, but when the weather's bad, I like to go. I like to catch 152 right by my house and go 152, um, <clears throat> go 152 west to 435, and then take 435 all the way in, you know, past Legends, past everything else. And then just take 435, 435, all the way to Metcalf. It's a straight shot until you you know, hit, you're going 435 south until you hit 435 east and then to Metcalf. So that, and it's just, it's, it's a, so if there's eyes or snow, it's a simple drive, fewer people out. And, uh, <clears throat> and usually the roads are in great condition. Okay. So I get up and I'm checking out the Twitter. And I don't know, about 4 a.m. or something, I would say. 
the National Weather Service Twitter account tweeted, We are receiving reports of some icy roadways and a few accidents this morning across portions of Platte and Clay counties in the Northland. So take it slowly out there. I said, oh, that's me. Because I'm right there on the on the, on the the border of uh, Clay and Platte. <clears throat> and so I said, well, you know, let's go. And so I'll have plenty of time, and I'm going to go 435. And the minute I get on 4, or no, the minute I get on uh, 152, I'm like, mistake. It's a sheet of ice. And everyone's driving about you know twenty twenty five miles an hour, but even even with that, I left plenty of time where it was it wasn't going to be. I could you know drive to work thirty miles an hour and be it wasn't an issue. <clears throat> so taking it slow, take one fifty two, get on four thirty five, going south, and for people in the Northland, this is before forty five Highway, where you got the the, the station, the big gas station that. Um, has good burritos. Anyway, sorry. Mm. That, mm. In no way has anything to do with the story. Um, but as soon as you get on four thirty five from one fifty two, before you get to forty five, right off the bat, there's there's a couple of cars and a couple of of eighteen wheelers that are pulled off to the side because it's too slick or the ice, the ice is too bad, right? And it was like it was like a sheet of ice. Oh, jeez! And then I look on the other side, going northbound. It looked like an eighteen wheeler. I could just see the lights, but a big, a big truck had just gone off the road, and I mean off, to where I could just see maybe the top of the lights. It had gone off, and hopefully everyone, everyone's okay. And and. You know, I think a tow truck and some emergency vehicles were just getting there, okay? I said, oh, geez. And everyone's going real slow. And so the the first exit you're going to hit is 45 Highway. And I'm starting to get there, and the police have 435 closed, blocked off. And I've, I've never seen, at least there, 40, no matter how bad the weather's been, 435 has never been closed. And so I get there, and it's this is like now well over an hour ago, it's 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 closed. I'm like, now what do I do? And everyone's getting off on 45 Highway, and then all these 18-wheelers, they don't know what to do. They're getting off, and so they're pulled off. When you get off the, you know, onto 45, they're pulled off on the side of 45 because they're, you know, especially just passing through, like, okay, what do we do now? Um, and so I'm, I'm like, well, I'm stubborn. Like, I could just turn around and go home and do the show from home, but I don't want to because I've showered. I feel good. I'm out. I want to see everyone. I want to, you know, whatever. And also, if I get back on 435, that truck had just gone off the road or something, and watch, I'll get back on 435 and try to go home. It'll be stuck. And I'll I'll get stuck there. And then I'll be, you know, so I'm I'm not, so I, thankfully my mind was working enough for that. So I said, screw it. And so I just drove, you know, 45 through Parkville, you know, through the National, which there's some hills there, oh, baby, yeah. and it was icy. Hills. And so all the way through there until it turns into 64th Street and then caught 29, which apparently is the way I should have gone to begin with, you know. I, 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 I outmaneuvered myself. 
How you, you know? how you gonna know? Right. So, but I, but I, I, I got on there, a little bit of ice, but then, within a couple, by the time I get on six thirty five, nothing, nothing. There's nothing. And so I'm like fourth or fifth of the skating rink. So if you happen to go that way, just be careful. And hopefully they're addressing it to this point. I still, I'm looking on Twitter. The only thing I've seen was uh, Jamie Weiss from KNBC yeah. tweeted that there's a possible overturn vehicle at 435 in, in Woodland. But I haven't seen anything else. But, I mean, I... The 435 was shut down, which I was, like, stunned. Yeah. And so now all these, it was, there There had to been, like, 50 cars that were all, like, all right, what, which, which way do what we What do go? I do? What do I do now? Well, now what? Um, so be careful out there if you're in that area. And North have, half of the city right. sounds like. Well, just if you have to drive that stretch of 435, everything yeah. else was pretty good. Okay. But, like, on Berry Road around the, the side streets, it was, it was icy. We heard the ice, you know, hitting the windows all night long. And so okay. we anticipated and, uh, you know, I'm lucky I start my car with my phone uh, technology. And so, you know, so it's, it was nice and ready to go. I don't park in the garage. Our garage is used for storage, which is a whole nother story. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's um, I'm good to go. I go out there and uh, but I could tell it was slick. But then it was like 152 and 435 we were shut down was like I felt like I'd transported from one well, I actually kind of did from one city to another it was like what the hell just happened and I still haven't found out why I was closed but hopefully everyone's okay but I, I, I did see one vehicle was off the road and everything else and people try to figure out what to do so that was an interesting trip that normally takes me 30 35 minutes took uh, a little over an hour so I did some driving I did yeah. some music listening. You know, Jake Jake said, you know, always says, be sure to listen to Smalls. I, like, I, don't, I don't know. I just learned today Smalls is from St. Louis. So yeah, you know. see? Well, that makes yeah. it even better. That's, right? That explains a lot. Yep. How did you learn that? She said it. Oh. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> you know. Exhaustive research, I mean. Um, yeah, I was looking, for, because when you called me to tell me about the uh, the traffic, I was looking to see... If there was anything on on Twitter about it, and I, I saw that same tweet, is that like four thirty five past ninety sixth Street? Is that the one? Is that close to you? Or I don't know where that. Uh, I don't know my numbered streets on the Missouri side as well. But I'm glad you made it here, buddy. Yeah, I was just confused. I was freaked out. <clears throat> I called you. I called Jake. And said, you know, I don't because then because then over there I didn't know how bad I said. Is yeah. it like this everywhere? We got a few flurries last thought, night. You know what I mean? That's about it, right, Jay? I mean, I don't think we got much no. at all. So this is going to be a, is this going to be an ice rink all the way? And then halfway to work, it's like all good. Like there was nothing. The but temperature the changed. Got it. Yeah. yeah, cold, yeah. but no no real precipitation. It's flurries and it's snowing. Nothing stuck. My the, ice bath was a little icy. So. Yeah, I bet. I'll bet. Well, I got an ice bath already. So I'm good. <laughs> the temperature change yesterday was, was one of those days. If you live in Kansas City long enough, you know that there are days like that. But this one was was like even extreme for Kansas City. It's, it's ridiculous. It's brutal. The uh, I saw this uh, from the National Weather Service that the max temp yesterday was seventy three. Oh, it's beautiful out. I mean, I had coffee on the patio. When, when we went to Sporting KC's media day, they had all the players lined up outside to do interviews with, and they were sweating. Yeah, it's it was hot. hot out. <laughs> and then the low last night, it went from seventy three to nineteen. Yeah. 
So 54 degrees is tied for the fourth largest temp change in one day in Kansas City history. And it was like five degrees with the wind chill. So it's wild. Well, so there's your spots. And so if you're out there in that area on 435, uh, be careful. So we got a whole bunch to talk about besides the bizarre weather in Kansas City. KU drops a home game that ends their 19-game home winning streak. They lose to BYU. And so any any thoughts of the Big 12 championship or a share of it that's gone? Um, man, just bizarre. Um, so we got that to talk about. And even though Kansas lost, that's that's not the headline. The headline is all the buzz of what's going on right now down in Indianapolis for the scouting combine and with the Chiefs. Um, and all the talk about Chris Jones, but more specifically, Legereus Sneed. And also, uh, it's not a headline, but a portion of the show will be dedicated to what is now an extremely talkative McCole Hartman. And I'm here for it. Yeah. I sent you many a clip, Jake Gutierrez, of McCole Hartman talking about everything from Taylor Swift to Travis Kelsey's leadership to why... The New York Jets were such a train wreck. I mean, he's 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 letting it he's, he's letting it all hang out. Which you know what? When when you again the the story of McCall Hardman, when you have an injury that you think might take football away from you, and then you come back, and then you go via free agency to the New York Jets, and that place turns into a dumpster fire. And you get a chance to come back to Kansas City, and then uh, you, 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 you make mistakes, and people are mad at you, and people don't want you even in the game, and then you turn into one of the heroes of the Super Bowl, you pretty much say whatever you want in the offseason. Right. You know, you're living the good life. Because that, that was not... And only very many people had that on their bingo card of McCall Hardman, Super Bowl hero. And you say, oh, well, he's wide open. You know, he caught a walk-off touchdown in the Super Bowl, also caught a, a bomb from Patrick Mahomes. He was he was a factor. Um, and so he's, he's talking about pretty much everything. So we'll play plenty of clips from McCall Hardman. But what got everything going was a tweet from Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, which reads... Chiefs have informed Legereus Need they're prepared to use the franchise tag and are open to consummate a trade off if uh, a trade off it if no long term deal is reached per source. Sneed is agreeable to the scenario, giving him a chance to talk with other teams while KC remains in play. And I know there are plenty of people that are upset at the idea of trading Legereus Need, and I get it. Legereus Need has turned into a fabulous player, but it's the right thing to do. Number one, they're going to examine the possibility of signing a deal that would work for both sides. Okay, and if something like that works out. And the Chiefs keep them, great. That's great. Then the Chiefs have, have kept together the best cornerback duo in the NFL. And if they agree to it, then it's something that they feel like they can live with 
and it's not going to prevent them from having a, a, a complete football team around Patrick Mahomes to chase a third championship in a row. And if he signs it, then he's happy with it too. Now, if they can't figure it out, right, by putting the tag on him, which is over $18 million, you got to have the room for it, and they do. You tag him, and then you can negotiate and see if there's a deal to be made. And if there's not, then it gives him a chance to maybe not test the free agent waters, but to at least find a spot that would be someplace that he could get the money that he wants, and he'd be happy, and then the Chiefs would get compensation. And so then everyone wins now. If there was no salary cap to deal with, if there was no other contracts you had to deal with, and, in, 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 you know, if it was a perfect world, would you rather have Legereus Sneed than a draft pick? Of course you would. He's one of the best corners in football. Draft picks aren't a sure thing. But that's just, you, you can't keep everybody. You have to walk on some people. Um, you have to make tough decisions. It's a tough decision. It's not an easy decision. It wouldn't be an easy decision to let Legereus Sneed go, even if it's the right decision, even if it's a decision that, that makes good business sense. Um, it makes good financial sense. It's still a tough decision because this is a guy you drafted in the fourth round and you developed into one of the best cornerbacks in the league that came up with big play after big play throughout the season and and came up with one of the biggest plays of the entire Super Bowl run by forcing that fumble in the Ravens game against Zay Flowers preventing a touchdown and helping the Chiefs win that football game. Nothing changes that. But, and I know we, we've gone, it's interesting, we, we've gone back and forth on this. Um, but, but to me, now that the season is over and my emotions are not running high and I sit back and look at it from a reasonable perspective, or as, as reasonable as I could be, and I love LeJarrius Steed, don't get me wrong. You know, he got that dog in him. He's he's a he's a stud, right? He's one of the toughest players in the league, too, on and off the field. But if you ask me, who do the Chiefs have to keep? Who is more important? to a run to the third straight Super Bowl championship between Chris Jones and LeJarrius Sneed. It's Chris Jones. And that's, there's no, for me, there's no debate. There's zero debate. Part of it is because Chris Jones has shown over several years that he's elite and he is amongst the best at his position. Number two, there's this so few players you could even compare it to Chris Jones number three he is an absolute game wrecker if you think about the plays that he has made over these last several years the the the, the footballs that he batted down in the first Super Bowl win over the 49ers 
the sack that ended the drive against the Bengals with under two minutes left when all the Bengals needed to do in that second AFC championship matchup against Cincinnati, all they had to do was drive to kick a field goal to win it. He had the sack on third down, sacked Joe Burrow, and gave the football back to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs won it. And then you think about that third down when the Chiefs had to get a stop against the 49ers. Who blew the play up? Chris Jones. How many times does he just blow a play up when nothing else matters? Play can't even get started because Chris Jones dominated his guy, got in the quarterback's face, got his hand on the football, got his hand on the quarterback's arm, whatever. He's a game wrecker. And there's just not, you know, if Aaron Donald, you can bear Aaron Donald to him. But, I mean, Chris Jones, is just, he's he's a man apart. He's just he's just that dude. And on top of that, and look, LeJerry Sneed, is, he is, I think he leads more. He's not as much as a vocal leader, but he leads by action. He's a tough. He's a tough player. He brings an edge to the, the defense. He adds that personality of toughness, and so none of this is said to demean Lajarius Need and his importance to the team. But Chris Jones, just watch NFL films mic'd up of any of the Super Bowls, and especially, and especially this last one, and you see the vocal leader that he is, and you see how much. He means to Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And you see how much he means to the young defenders and how they look to him in times of trouble. And how he was the one that gathered everyone around after the 49ers scored on that trick play. And he and he and he's he's telling everyone that, you know, that they still got this. And and him and Spags was, hey, look, they had they had to go to they had to use a trick play to score on us. They, that, they, they, they can't beat us straight up. They can't beat us man-to-man. We're better than them. And that's how it turned out. For all of those reasons. And again, I'd love to keep Legereus neat. And I hate that it sounds like I'm saying, I don't you know. If, you, if you're forced to pick, the, the answer is Chris Jones. And, and also, Chris Jones has made a lot of money. Legereus Need has yet to get paid. And as soon as you saw him, what morning show was it? Was it, was it on? Who's, who's, who's the young lady that you're not a fan of, Jake? Kay Adams. Yeah. He was on her show. Open Adams. Nah. And, and, and what, was, what was the comment? You know, pay me. What, would you, what would you say to Britt? Pay me. You got to pay me. Pay like, me. oh, here we go. Yeah. Pay me. Yeah. And that, but that's, he knows. He had a fantastic year, and it's time to get paid. He deserves it. He deserves he's it. He's earned it. But he's coming from a different place than Chris Jones is. Yep. How much money has Chris Jones made already? Over $90 million. Okay. How much has Jerry Sneed made already? Four. Okay, well, there you go. Okay. That's over $80 million in difference. We'll check that. I'm not going <laughs> to... Quick math. I'm Quick not gonna, I'm not here to, you know... Yeah, we're not math majors. I'm not here to I'm do not a figuring guy. for you. But... You're coming from a different place for your luxurious need. Okay, you you got to get paid because there's no guarantee in the NFL right. that you're going to have that opportunity again where you just had a career year and it's time to get paid. Yep. Chris Jones has been paid a few times handsomely. Luxurious need now gets this opportunity and he deserves it. 
And so just looking at those basic facts, the odds that the, the Chiefs can figure something out with Chris Jones seem far better than them figuring out something with luxurious need that'll work for both sides. And then you get the comments from Brett Veach yesterday. You get the tweet from Jeremy Fowler, and then you got you get the comments from Brett Veach. And yeah, you know, we got a franchise tag, and we're probably going to use it. And then you find out, yeah, they're prepared to use it on who? Legereus Steen. And it's, and, and it's smart business. Yep. It's smart business. And look, it's hard. Hey, these Super Bowl championships, you fall in love with players. But the, it, it, it's what it is, man. You, 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 have to, you have to make tough decisions. There's times that you have to walk away from a player when they're, when they're at their peak. But also when their value is at their yes. peak, and you can go out and do something, you can go out and make something happen, and keep the, keep things rolling. And so, I anticipate the Chiefs trading with Jarius Need. Now, trade value—that's that, that. This would be fascinating to watch. I saw some people tweeting wild. Just wild. you said a first and a fourth round pick, and I was like, I don't know, man. I saw people out there. Like, we don't get two first round picks, oh, dude. Yeah. If you expect you ever stand yeah. down, if you just adjust, adjust your expectations. You know what? And the Chiefs have been on both sides of this in recent years. They franchised D Ford, and then traded him to the 49ers for a second round pick. They traded for a guy that was franchised, tag and trade in Frank Clark. And they gave up a lot. But I would tell you both those things worked out for the Chiefs. Yep. Both those things worked out pretty well when it comes to winning championships. And so we want to hear from you guys. I'll hear from Nate. I know Nate's on board with this. He's excited about this. Who would Jake has to say. But more importantly, we'll hear Brett Veach and Andy Reid. We'll hear more comments. And then we'll we'll hear Nicole Hardman, who's just setting everyone on fire. Yeah, he baby. He's ready to let it loose. Let's go. And then Nate said he's going to talk for 20 minutes straight about Kansas losing, which I said, yeah, it's a lot. You don't have to do that. But, you know, if you yeah, want I think to. We, we have a lot of soccer comp, uh, content that we yeah. can do today. Yep. Instead of talking basketball, really. You bet on that game last night? No. We went live betting in the second half. Or I thought about it. Yeah, I know you did. I thought about it. I thought about uh, at one point in time taking BYU plus nine and a half. Why didn't you? Because that could have been a big, big win for I you. I know. I know. You regret I, that, don't you? I was just staying away. You regret it? I was just stepping back. That bothers no. you, doesn't it? Now, no, that, no. that 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 a lot, but yeah, no. yeah, that's right. No, I'm good. We'll be back after this on WHB. <laughs> Welcome back to the Border Patrol and Sports Radio eight ten WHB. I think it's, it's Rich Cimini or Rich Cimini who uh, covers the Jets for ESPN. He did this bulleted highlight of everything that McCall Hartman said yesterday with Ryan Clark. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not funny if it's your team, but 
He said, Harbin said he refused to return punts versus Kansas City because he felt the special teams coach, Brant Boyer, had misled him about the punt returning job in camp and that he didn't have enough time to prepare when asked on the night of the KC game to step in for Xavier Gibson, who had tweaked an ankle a few days earlier. Harbin said he was dealing with his own injury, a hyperextended pinky that made it tough to catch. He said Robert Sala tried to convince him to do it, but Harbin said he told Sala, I'm not catching for that man. Meaning boy or the special. <laughs> and then uh, Harbin candidly admitted that by that point, I was so checked out like it was over with. I'd already talked to Veach and Pat like, come get me. Two weeks later, he was traded back to KC. Um, that, this may be something you don't want to admit. <laughs> That, that reeks of tampering or something. I don't. I don't know if. I was, was like a new phone. Who yeah, is? I already talked to Veach and Pat. Like, come get me. On why it didn't work out with the Jets, Harbin said, "It's the lies and the way they handled me. I didn't like it at all." He made it clear that other than Garrett Wilson, he felt like he was as good or better than every other wide receiver on the team. Uh, and then on the Jets culture with Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, boy. You just got a new offensive coaching staff that came in, and there's no standard. Everyone does what they want to do. Granted, the defense has more of a stabilized standard with the coaching staff on that side, so the defense has a standard. But the offense is just like, we'll just figure it out. It's Aaron's show. Let Aaron do what Aaron does. Then when Aaron goes down, it's like, we don't know what to do. That sounds about right, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. Would you would you disagree? And Aaron's show is the perfect way to put it, right? Because right. it's a show. Like he's he's got to be out there getting his attention. And then there's like immediately the, the part about talking to Casey's GL while the contract should be looked at. There's no permission. People. So then McCall Hardman like at midnight. So I got up at two in the morning and was looking at Twitter. I couldn't sleep. McCarvin retweeted <laughs> retweeted that and said, "Never had talks with KC before the trade, so we can clear that up." The Jets handled my trade on their own and did the right thing by sending me back to KC. So something tells me perhaps McCarvin may have gotten a phone call from Brett Veach. <laughs> <laughs> which led to a late night tweet from McCall Harmon after midnight clearing it up. So that's all. Uh, take it out of context. <laughs> Let me clear this up. All right. Speaking of Brett Veach, you want to play there for me, Jake? Did you? By the way, do you like those highlights from McCall Harmon? Love it. They're really, you know, so, we, can, we can play those here right. a little bit. But I mean, do you do you hear anything like, "Oh, there's no way that's true"? Sounds like everything's true. Spot on. I like the idea that they, like somebody was there that Sunday night football game against the Chiefs. They want him to return punts. Because nah. I ain't catching balls for that man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah. that sounds functional. Yeah, yeah, it sounds great. Robert Sala's like, come on, no. Canarius Tony basically said the same thing in a different way. Right. I'm not just, catching balls. Right. But he for was, any man. He was trying. <laughs> um, so I'll just, hey, again, McCall Hardman, it's his world. We're just living in it. Yeah. Let's hear from Brett Veach. Will this be Brett Veach talking about Chris Jones? Here's Brett Veach yesterday at the Combine talking about uh, Chris Jones. I mean, we're going to, just like last year, um, with Chris and with LJ, with a lot of our players, we get a chance to meet the agents this week. And, um He's at the top of the list, and I love Chris and tried really hard to get something done, and we didn't. Um, but when we got together right after that Detroit game, we had a great talk, and 
um, you know, both parties, I think, want to be here. So we'll get to work, and, you know, that's certainly a guy we want back and love and want to see him finishing in his career here in Kansas City. All right, let's hear Brett Veach now talking about more about Chris Jones and also Legereus Sneed. That's always um, a stress. You'd like to be able to tag all the guys and pay all the guys, and it's tough because the more you win, I mean, the more you got to pay players. And obviously, when you have this amount of success, you're, you're paying a lot of players a, a lot of money, and uh, then it's equally as tough because you're drafting late. So there's challenges. Um, We'll go through them, and we'll always put our best foot forward. Certainly want to do what we can to try to keep both those players, and that's going to be our goal and intent. Uh, hopefully we're able to figure something out. Um, but every free agency is different, unique, and crazy. And so, But our, you know, it, we do have one tag, and I anticipate probably using it uh, to help us. But I think our goal is to try to get both those players done and then work down the rest of our roster. What do you guys think of that? Nate Piketty, Jake Gutierrez, any reaction to what I said or what you heard Brett Veach just say? Well, as you know, I've been a, a fan of the idea of trading Legereus Need for, for quite a while because, look, I, I'll remind everybody that Trent McDuffie is on this team because the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill. You know, and that was a trade that worked out for both teams. Tyreek Hill seems to be happy, at least with the football part of things in life. Well, I mean, I'd be happy right now. We have a story about that and coming up. And Rasheed Rice also. I mean, they used one of those picks that they got for Tyreek Hill to move up to get Rasheed Rice. I'm shocked that Jake hasn't mentioned the Tyreek Hill story <laughs> well, yet. Well, the headline is something. It's right. an eye-catcher. We'll get to it, but I'm just, an eye, it's I'm an just eye catcher. stunned yeah. that he has his... Uh, yeah. You want to mention this? Yeah. I feel like I want to save that one for yeah. Boddicker in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say the Trent McDuffie's pretty good. You know, that worked out pretty wow. well. It doesn't mean every single pick. Don't I, go on. I, I, hey, man, some more player evaluation. I'm here for the hot takes. Yeah. Um, this, this all-pro guy, he's yeah, pretty good. Pretty good, pal. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that uh, you can't keep everybody. One of the tough parts, it's, it's what makes the NFL great, is they hamstring you when you win. It gets harder to keep players, and one of the reasons it's harder to keep players is because people want guys that are that are on winning teams. They think you're a good player if you play on a winning team. So your stock gets elevated, and then you can't go pay them all. As you said, Chris Jones is already making good money in terms of his cap hit, so you keep him, and it doesn't change much. Legereus Sneed's cap number was like $3 million last year. So if he jumps up to 19, that's a huge difference on the Chiefs' salary cap from a year ago to this year. The positive that you have, to me, the, 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 so the downside is, okay, all of our players become more expensive, so we can't afford to keep them all. But the positive is all these players become valued very highly because Legereus needs a great corner on a winning team. You know he's a winner. So somebody's going to want him. If D. Ford fetched a second-round pick, come on, man. You're going to get at least a second-round pick for Legereus Sneed. He is such a better football player, and the guy's going to help you win so much more than D. Ford. But what was D. Ford thought of? It? I mean, we think of that now. Do you know how much they paid D. Ford? That, that's that's the sign of what you think is. You know they, I'm just telling you, you know how much they paid him? I don't remember. Take a wild guess, because that's the indicator of what you think of a player. How like, much you a, like for his full contract? Yeah, well, you know, he had to sign a contract yeah. when he got to San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, what do you well, think? I guess like a $5 million. 
or five five year deal for like what thirty six guaranteed million or something. Yeah, like over five years, eighty five point yeah. five million. It was ridiculous. It was that's re- stupid. Yeah, I mean, and maybe they just didn't watch him as closely as we did. But that was a, he's a decent player, D four, but he's a one dimensional player. Nate Taylor says in his story in the Athletic, if the Chiefs were to engage in advanced trade discussions for Snead, they would seek at least a second round pick. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that that should be at least like bare minimum because it, like and, and hey, every year is different. Maybe there's a team that was desperate for, but you compare what kind of player Legarius Snead is to what kind of player D Ford is. It's second, not even close. Second and the fifth, something like that. Second and a and a, and a later round pick. But you, yeah, you go out and, and by the way, man, you guys have always been bigger fans of the draft than me. How could you not enjoy watching the NFL draft as a Chiefs fan these days, considering the picks that, that Veach has pulled off over the years? Like, the, I want him to have as many picks as possible. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I think they're handling this perfectly. It's exactly what they should be doing. We'll take a break back after this on WHB. Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Stephen St. John and Nate Katie with Jake Gutierrez. Mike Boddicker is also here. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm good. I'm just watching some of the uh, Mel Kuyper's combine stuff. So The mock draft. That's right. No, he has uh, J.J. McCarthy going to uh, number 12 overall to the Broncos. Broncos, yeah. Hmm. I, I get... I love the mock drafts. <laughs> that's, I think that's one of my favorite things in football is, is the, the draft. And the best, yeah. Where everybody's going. It's the best. Yeah. Sean Payton's comments were kind of funny yesterday. He said, we're going to decide whether we're, we're going to do with Russell Wilson next week. And then in the same comments, he talked about the next guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make sure the next guy is the right guy, though. Yeah. But we're going to decide next week what we're going to do with Russell Wilson. So here's the uh, headline about uh, Tyreek Hill that Jake was referencing. Was I? <laughs> Tyreek Hill do some blocking and tackling is getting sued by a plus size influencer alleging he broke her leg during football drills after she was holding her own against him. That's right, huh? I'm, 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 I'm trying to picture that. In Are my you mind. intrigued by this? Oh, yes, I am. Would you like some backstory? Yes, a little bit, okay. Steve. Please, Sophie Hall. You may not be familiar with her work, but on Instagram, she has two million followers, and countless more on other social media platforms. She is uh, this self-proclaimed Americanized Brit's messages of body positivity and loving you for you have clearly resonated with a large segment of the public. And uh, enough so that she attracted the attention of one of uh, the best players in the NFL, Tyree Kill. For a private audience at his house. And a personal session of doing what he does best, teaching the game of football. But things went wrong. So this is according to a source. 
NFL superstar Tyreek Hill broke a woman's leg when he charged at her with crushing force during a backyard football lesson, according to a lawsuit obtained exclusively by DailyMail.com. Influencer Sophie Hall says the 29-year-old Tyreek Hill felt humiliated when she managed to hold her own and even knock him backwards during a series of practice drills at his Florida mansion. The five-time All-Pro retaliated by rushing at Hall and knocking her to the ground with such ferocity that she needed reconstructive surgery and months of therapy, it's alleged. Hmm. Well, the Chiefs need a tackle, right? <laughs> I mean, if she can hold her own against right. Tyreek. Well, he's not really rushing the quarterback, but. Well, I mean, he. Full force. <laughs> says, her, her, her complaint states, after getting humiliated in front of friends and family when he was knocked backwards during a friendly football lesson by his friend Sophie Hall, Tyreek became enraged and forcefully and purposely shoved Ms. Hall, severely fracturing her leg. Hall claims the speedy wide receiver started sending her flirtatious Instagram messages a day after she enrolled her 10-year-old son in the Tyreek Hill football camp last May. The curvy OnlyFans creator says the gridiron star refused to believe she was six foot one, three inches taller than him. So he flew her to Florida on June 28th and invited her to hang at his $7 million mansion. Just so he could see how tall she was. Just outside Miami. Mm. You can't make this kind of stuff up, Steve. She, uh, Hill invited Hall to participate in offensive, uh, offensive drills with him. Hill told her that since her 10-year-old son played offensive line, she should practice that position as well. Hill asked his guest to adopt a defensive line position and encouraged her to rush at him as if she was chasing a quarterback. Ms. Hall did as instructed and on contact with the defendant caused Hill to be pushed backwards, garnering laughter from the witnesses present at the time, including the defendant's mother, sister, friend, and trainer. Apparently embarrassed by his loss of stability as a result of contact by a woman during the football play, Mr. Hill's attitude changed and he became angry. For the next few plays, Hall was instructed to play offense, hiking the football to an imaginary quarterback, while Hill became a defensive pass rusher. On the third play, Hill rushed through as Ms. Hall held her own against Mr. Hill. The blonde TikTok star didn't fare so well on the fourth hit. Hill charged into her so violently and with great force, resulting in significant and serious injuries. So. And also some text messages have surfaced. Oh, boy. So. Mm. What are you laughing in there for? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) I mean, really. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> right, right, right. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, there's two sides to every story, right? Yes. Usually three. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So. Yeah. Apparently, one of the text messages, he <laughs> let her know that he's been known to be a good stepdad. So. <laughs> Offering those services. Mm. Well. Didn't he just get married? Hmm. Hey, man, 
Different people have different definitions. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, no comment. No comment. You Hard Knocks. It, it, no comment. Showed it. We'll be right back after this on WHP. <laughs> 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 